episode 29, my 2020-2021 season goal for Florida Prospects. So in this episode, I want to sit here and discuss with you a couple of things related to Florida Prospects, which is my program I created a year ago. And um, I did this in collaboration with my brother, Coach Mitchell, and essentially, like I've mentioned many times, the goal is to develop future pro players, or at least put them on the pathway to become a pro. So we understand that at this moment, we are a platform program. Now, what I mean by that is we don't have a first team. We don't have a team where players can become um, professionals or anything like that from us directly in terms of they stay in our program, they go become pros and they sign with the first team. We don't have that. So we are a platform program where we try and develop players and we'll push them on to the next level, whether that's college, whether that's another pro club domestically or internationally. And um, now before I really dive into what my goal is for the upcoming season, um, I want to highlight or discuss a few um, ideas about the way that I like to play with my teams or that the way that prospects likes to play with our teams. And really, it comes down to that we have a certain way that we want to play to try and win. And it's it's not that we don't want to win, right? We feel that if we're going to develop elite level players in the future, and again, remember, this is a 10-year process. So every time that you go to a soccer club and you sign a contract, you're signing a one-year agreement. But really, you need to be thinking about the development process for the player over 10 years. So you need to take a step back when you're evaluating organizations or clubs and things like that or coaches, and you need to make a decision on is this organization or this coach going to impact my player if their goal is to become a pro? So if they're, if they if your child says, Dad, I want to be a pro, this program needs to provide elite level training to push them on that pathway. If you're just looking at a program just for wins and losses, at, at the end or the, in the long term, you're going to not have the desired results, which is, hey, if I want to be a pro, Dad, um, they're not going to have the, the skill set or the tools to make that. So when I say the play style that we want to play at Prospects, what that means is, especially for the young players, say 9 to 14, 14 really, is where we really, really want to focus uh, essentially on the individual skills and being able to play out of the back, so possession-based. So if you look at any of our teams across the board, None of them have once ever utilized kickball. In, and we'll even count the super teams in this conversation because that was the pre-prospects. Never have we once used kickball, ever, ever. You can ask any of the parents that have been around since the beginning and they will let you know we have never, ever used kickball, ever. Not one time did we allow a player to kick it and there was not a consequence, right? So they just kick it down the field without a consequence. There must always be a purpose to a pass. Always, right? Especially at the youth level, in our opinion, there must always be a purpose to a pass. And if there's not a purpose, then there's a big issue because then there's a lack of development in our eyes. So what does that mean? We always require our players to try and pass out or beat the players 1v1. 
Because we're looking at this from the 10-year process that, or the 10-year journey, that if we're going to develop professional players, and you can ask elite-level coaches, right? Go listen to the previous episode with Coach Safe, an elite college coach, discussing what he needs from his players. Now, if they're missing skill sets, they're not even good enough for college. And so that's where the, the kicker really lies for me, is that if we're going to do this, we have to do what we believe is right for players at the end of the day, right? For them to reach the ultimate goal. And it's going to take time because you have to develop players. And developing players is not easy. That doesn't mean, however, we don't want to win. Oh, no, no, we love winning because everybody loves to win. We just want to win playing a certain style in a certain way that we feel will produce greater potential and future pro players. And this is where it gets a little funny to me, is that I'll take the U10 team we have, for example, which is a solid squad. Across the board, it's a solid squad. Now, every tournament that we went to, every single opponent we played against, this is not a joke, by the way, you can ask any of the parents, none of them, none of the opponents passed the ball. They're all primary methods to beating Florida prospects U10 was to send it, to kick it, to boot it. We played only gold level bracket competition and no team did we play against. Play out of the back consistently, try and build up into midfield, get the ball into the striker, get it to the left wing, right wing, things like that. It didn't happen. Not once did we play a team that actually played like us. So, It's definitely infuriating to lose games because you're trying to play a certain style that takes so much longer to learn to actually win. And that's a misconception, I think, that people have asked me and said, Kyle, you don't like to win. No, 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 no. I love winning. I try and win every single game. But I want to win playing the style that I believe is critical is 100% important if you're going to develop future pro players, right? And that needed to be said because there's a lot of methods to teach players how to play the game. And I'll give you three, right? There is possession, obviously. There's direct. There's counterattack, right? So possession is obviously trying to keep the ball on the floor and moving the ball with a purpose, trying to find the overload, and create a goal-scoring chance, right? Direct would then be playing longer passes, right? That doesn't necessarily mean you're just kicking it. So direct means you're trying to get the ball forward as quickly as possible, trying to get the ball into the final third. And I'm, I'm giving you very general terms so you understand. In our opinion, direct doesn't need to be taught until about the U15, U16 level, right? Really, really, I mean dive into how to play direct because it's it's you need to have technically skilled players for example that can hit those type of passes the other option that i gave you is counterattack right this is where you defend deep in a low block normally or a mid block and you soak up pressure which means you're allowing the other team to have possession you try and win the ball and you break forward as fast as you can and those are three primary types of ways to play. So 
if we're looking at that, the most conducive for young players is possession. The entire time, any day of the week, once they get to about 15, 16, that's when you want to start really teaching them those other forms, right? How to how to quickly be direct and really break down that in session plans and uh, and how to soak up pressure. That doesn't mean you don't teach defending. Of course you teach defending. But the, the concept of counterattacking means that you have to have the commitment of the entire team to sit back and defend to try and break out and win. Okay, the last thing I want to touch on before I give you the goal is this. We believe that coaching is done during training, before games, at halftime. We do not like coaching during the games, right? We try to be as quiet as possible. It's not always easy. We get it, right? But we try and be as quiet as possible. And a lot of people are going to say why or ask me why and have asked me why. Why are you so quiet or try to be quiet on the sideline? Because the game is a player's game. If you go watch pro coaches coach, and you can hear it now at the Bundesliga, you do not hear a word from the coach. You might hear five words the entire half from a coach during the actual game. Yeah, they might be animated on the sideline, but that doesn't mean that they're coaching. Or I shouldn't even say coaching. That doesn't mean they're not giving it. That doesn't mean they're giving instruction. Right? They're just animated. Jorgen Klopp is very good at this. He's very animated on the sidelines because he's he's uh, enthused. He's thrilled with being on that bench with Liverpool and watching the game happen. I mean, I mean he's lost one game all season. So hopefully you, you kind of get that point. The game for us is a player's game. The second side to that coin is that we don't want the players coming to us or coming to their parents for the rest of their lives looking for answers. Because if you just joystick coach and say, okay, Johnny, run here. Johnny, pass left. Johnny, look at Zach. Johnny, look at Zach. Send it, send it, send it. Right? They're not thinking for themselves. Which means in the future, they're always going to come look at coach or mom and dad for the answers. But guess what? College coaches and pro coaches don't want or need joystick players. They don't want and they don't need joystick players. They need players that can think, listen, visualize, take in the instruction, and then implement. Because if you go, for example, at the college level or the pro level, you're going to have pre-game instruction during training, so things that you're going to work on for specific opponents, and then the same thing before the game, you're going to have pre-game instruction. For example, where you're going to stand on a corner kick, what run you're going to make, how do you set up for set pieces, offensively, defensively, what's your role? Those are things that players are going to get that they need to remember. What is the team's defensive shape out of possession? Do we want to do a high press? Do we drop into a low block if the high press doesn't work? Do we continue to press? There's so many circumstances that go into this. And there is definitely a misconception about that because a lot of people think coaching is when you joystick and tell everybody what to do on the field. Again, you can win a lot more games by joystick coaching. We believe that we, we believe that players need to have that freedom to express themselves. Because guess what? Even pro players have that freedom. 
And there's money on the line. There's relegation and promotion on the line. There's titles on the line. And pro players get that freedom. So, hopefully you can take that away. You can understand those points about why the Florida prospects. And now I'm going to go ahead and tell you what the goal is. So, drum roll please. Just a joke, right? There's no drum roll. But, in reality, right? So here's the goal. And I've had a lot of time to think about this and reflect on it. And my ultimate goal, or the ultimate goal of the prospects, rather, is to develop future professional players, right? Now, we live in the United States, so the easiest way for us to do that is to get players into the MLS, right? So our goal for the 20-2021 season is to get as many players as we can into the Orlando City Academy, which is formerly known as the Development Academy through U.S. Soccer. But it's to the Orlando City MLS Academy. That is our ultimate goal. We feel we are the only program to have that goal for the next season. Why? Because we need to develop players. If we can put more players into the MLS Academy system, so for us... We live in Orlando. The goal is to put players at the Orlando City Academy. As many as we can. That is the only goal we have for the next season. For the 2020-2021 season. That is because while we want to win, we have a greater desire to develop players. So you won't hear that our goal is to win, say, the Figo Cup. Or the goal is to win... The IMG Showcase, we want to win those things for sure, but that's not the goal. We're looking at this at a bigger scale. We have bigger fish to fry. We want to develop players and help you get to your goal, whatever that is for you. And a lot of players say they want to be a professional. So we're going to try and develop as many players to reach the MLS or Orlando City MLS Academy level. If we do that, and we have players that are on offer that Orlando City wants our players, we're going to let them go. We're not going to hold anybody back because that can be their next step. We want to provide that platform for players to take that next step when they're ready. When they're ready, we will let The players go. Because for us, that is the most important thing. If they want to have a shot at being a pro player. And you want to stay in the United States. Then we need to be helping you develop, obviously. And then give you that network or that opportunity to showcase yourself. And that is critical for us. We will help players Or we will develop players to hopefully be ready to reach the Orlando City Academy level. And if players are asked to join, we're going to let them go. There are some things that are more important in this country than just money. Development means more to us. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. I will see you in the next one. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're enjoying the podcast and finding valuable information 
from it. Now, I do have a quick ask of you, and that would be to make sure to follow me on all social media platforms like Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, which is at Kyle C. Wilson Official, and on Twitter, which is the Kyle C. Wilson. And if you could help me do that, that would continue to help reinforce the ideas that I want to continue producing content specifically made for you guys to help educate you. And as always, you know I'm there to help as I have $23,195 worth of content available for free through my YouTube channel that will answer and help a lot of the problems that you're going through, or at least your child's going through. So if you haven't found that yet, go to the YouTube channel, Kyle C. Wilson Official. And without further ado, let's get back into the episode.